Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, we have already touched on today in Loch Ness, eight buckets, Big Ten. On Illinois, I don't know what I was saying, it was a combination of Illinois and Indiana. On Illinois and Indiana, Ken, let's move to the Iowa Hawkeyes and Kirk Ferentz. Win total of eight and a half this year, juiced to the under at BetMGM, under minus 125, over plus 105. Yeah, and less surprising here, um, this team will have great schedule flexibility, too. You'll hear that about the Big Ten West teams a lot, especially the ones that aren't terrible. Uh, if you were like like Northwestern, probably doesn't have a lot of schedule flexibility because they're, they might be really bad. Uh, and kind of a lot of stuff happened that last, uh, over the summer. You probably read about a lot of it, but Iowa projected to be pretty good. So because of the way their schedule sets up, they, they can win a lot of games. Uh, they've done it before. Feels like we just kind of play the same old song with Kirk Ferentz every time, uh, excluding the COVID season of 2020. Uh, here are his last 10 win totals, nine win totals, uh, including this year, eight and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half, seven and a half, seven and a half, seven, nine, seven and a half, eight and a half. Sound familiar? Um, and he also has a remarkable amount of consistency. It's one of the reasons why he still has a job, uh, that he wins like seven or eight games more than he wins every other game, more than he wins every other kind of game with the occasional 10 win season, 12 win season, obviously, uh, almost coming up on a decade of his, uh, undefeated regular season. So you see eight and a half. It's Iowa. He's the coach. I don't even know how it's possible to have a strong opinion on this, honestly. Uh, simulate it, 8.7. I think my rating for them is pretty good because it's like the same rating every year almost. Uh, and it's just, yeah, you know, they're going to get in a handful of toss-up games or games where they're maybe a touchdown favorite. And some years, Ference is really good. They win all those. They win 10 games. They win 12 games. Maybe they go to the Rose Bowl. And sometimes they win like half those games and they win seven or eight games in their season. And I, I don't see why this season would be any different, honestly. Uh, I guess... Only a couple things that would impact them from a schedule standpoint. Obviously, they're in the same division as Northwestern, and we don't know what that rating is going to be. Maybe they're brutal. Maybe they're just okay. That game's a little up in the air. Uh, and obviously, Cyhawk, they play at Iowa State this year. They've won that game a number of times, but we don't really know what's going on with Iowa State. How many Iowa State players are going to play in that game? Like, what? What is going on? Are, are Iowa State players that are playing going to be betting on that game? We don't really know the answer to that question. So it's just yes. like a little more flexibility there, where which is pro-Iowa. Like that game's a little more pro-Iowa. Northwestern's a little more pro-Iowa than normal. So I think that's why you're getting a little bit more of a number. But honestly, this is just like same old song for Iowa. And I would expect them to win like eight, maybe nine games. And that would be very in line with their program history. All right, that is the Iowa Hawkeyes. Again, win total of eight and a half this year. Ken, let's move to Maryland and their quarterback, uh, Talia. Tagovailoa to his brother. He, how about tur turn down like $2 million in NIL yeah. money from an SEC team? You know what that makes him? Better man than me. Not Maryland win total. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But also, also his brother's very rich in the National Football yes. League, right? which maybe helps. Sure, uh, he has a great Maryland. Yeah. So if his name were like Talia Costos. Right. Take the money and run. You'd be having some words. Yes. Like you're starting, like you're starting quarterback this year for Mississippi State or like whatever other school in the SEC. Uh, Maryland win total seven and a half. Juice to the under Ken under minus one thirty five over plus one fifteen. Yeah, this is a team that's been rated as like a six win total wise each of the last two years. They've kind of done nothing to tell you that they should be different than that. Uh, two years ago, six win total, win six games. Last year, six win total, win seven games. Uh, returning quarterback team i think viewed as getting better uh program wise stability i think loxley got a contract extension off the last year actually um so kind of a jump in their projection that also coincides with a little bit of a break in the schedule 
Now, Maryland plays an impossible schedule because they play in an impossible division. Uh, so you're going to see Ohio State. You're going to see Penn State. You're going to see Michigan. They host two of those three teams. So they're just never going to be eight, eight and a half. It's just like impossible as long as you're in the same division, unless you turn into one of those teams from a recruiting standpoint, which they're not going to do. Um, but they do draw Virginia, who's going to be really bad this year. And uh, and they have like a pretty reasonable chance of at least starting three and zero before they go to East Lansing to play Michigan State. So I, I come out like seven point three, seven point four here. That's going to be the same as the market. If you wanted to bet this team though, and I haven't done this yet, this would be like a subjective opinion. It just seems like a little too high of a number, honestly. And I like I go through the schedule. I see the games that you're going to see when you open it up. They're going to start three and zero almost assuredly. Three basically walkover wins. If Virginia's good, maybe that game moves a little bit more into a toss up. And you know, I see the other games on the schedule. They do draw Northwestern, who might be really bad. They draw Indiana, who's almost certainly going to be bad. Just like in the program history of Maryland, this is a very high number, <laughs> and it's higher than each of the number of games they've won with the same coach the last two years, same quarterback. Uh, it's just a little bit high. So I get why it is what it is. The schedule, may, like, I get it. Just like, I may fire like a subjective under here for a small amount of money, best price on under seven and a half. So that's kind of my only thought on them. Just like a program history handicap. It's a big number. Um, and maybe it's supported by the schedule and I'm an idiot mm -hmm. or maybe they're just a six or a seven win team a lot of the time. And that's how it's going to play out. And the, all of the pieces will align that way. So um, not a whole lot to offer here. Kind of lean on the under might have a couple bucks on under seven and a half best price you can find. All right. You better, you bet with Nick and Ken Lockmas meets eight buckets, big 10 schedule and win total analysis. So we've cleared Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, and Maryland. Uh, going to start going to get to some of the heavy hitters here coming up. How about right now with the Michigan Wolverines, one of the four teams last year in the college football playoff. We'll get to another one of those teams coming up in a little bit, obviously with the loss to TCU in that national semifinal. Now, Jim Harbaugh won't be coaching the first three games of the year. Uh, if you look at the schedule, um, I think Ken or I could lead Michigan to a three and zero record uh, in those games. Michigan's win total this year, Ken, 10 and a half. Juice to the over at BetMGM. Over is minus 135, under plus 115 for J.J. McCarthy, Jim Harbaugh, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards in Michigan. Yeah, uh, they've been really good. They made the playoff twice, lost to Georgia, which is obviously no slouch. Lost to TCU, which is a little weird, but uh, obviously beat Ohio State both of those years. Like, just a ton of success and a lot expected. Uh, one of the favorites to win the national championship. They're behind Georgia and Alabama, but, like, that's about it. Them and Ohio State. When was the last time Michigan and Ohio State entered the season with the same price almost to win the national championship? That's doesn't happen all the time. Um, you look at the schedule and how this plans to play out. Boy, you'll never believe it. Like, there are two games on the schedule that are very interesting. They play at Penn State, third to last game of the year. That's game 10 for them. And then the finale against Ohio State, they host this year. Uh, projected point spread in that game is almost a pick. Uh, I have Ohio State rated, like, a very small amount better than Michigan this year. But, like, I think sub three either way to start the year is, like, a pretty smart idea. Maybe you could go more than that for Michigan if Ohio State's quarterback situation ends up looking brutal. I don't think it will because it's Ohio State. Uh, and then the Penn State game is a little more interesting because people really like Penn State this year. I make Michigan less than a field goal favorite in Happy Valley in that game. That'll be two weeks before Ohio State. I think two weeks before Ohio State. So obviously, like, those two games are going to very likely determine the course of history here and whether Michigan can actually, like, make another playoff and win a national title. Obviously, they have a ton back. Um Ten and a half for Harbaugh is a increase over every other win total for every year that he's been coaching Michigan. So expectations are higher, obviously, without knowing about betting. But the gambling market expects a lot more, too. The most interesting thing to me here, and they will be, I mean, you mentioned they'll win all three games he suspended. Uh, they have a real, if Minnesota's just okay, they're almost certainly 9-0 and going to Penn State. It's like almost a certainty, like just the way the projected point spreads are. At Minnesota's a little tricky uh, in their sixth game of the season. Uh, big stuff for Michigan. 
Um, I have a ton of like historical data, try to figure out which teams make sense to win the national championship. We'll do some of this at the end of the week, just like what teams make the most sense if we want to put it that way. Uh, I created a metric called talent score. There's other historical parameters you can use. Every way I set up the test, uh, there are two teams that make the most sense to win the national title historically and one that's very close. And the two teams that make the most sense happen to play in the same conference and they happen to play in the same division and it's Michigan and it's Ohio State. And the team that makes a lot of sense too is Georgia, which will be to the surprise of no one. So just like they make a lot of sense too, they're just, I think their conference is even more brutal than we think. And so the SEC championship game could be more difficult. Um, but of course, Georgia could win. They're probably the best team. Michigan and Ohio State uh, are teams that I am like actively interested in betting at some point this year to win the national championship. We can talk about when later um, teams that I would not be surprised at all if they both like either of them won the national championship. And, uh, and so that's kind of like the regard I hold Michigan in this year, but in terms of the numbers in the market, like guess what the market also thinks they're awesome, even money to make the playoff. And again, they play Ohio state at the end of the year, they can both make it. It's ha it happened last year, but like doesn't happen all the time Win total 10 and a half. You're going to play two toss-up games. You're going to be 21 to 35 in every other game you play. That's a 10 and a half. That's what that is. Like you're going to play two toss-ups and then maybe lose another game, but it would be really rare. That's a 10 and a half. Um, so I, there are no bets here. I don't like any of their players to win the Heisman this year. Uh, I think it's, I don't know if I want to bet them to win the title before the year. I prefer betting Ohio State, just me subjectively, but I think they do make a ton of sense to win the title. And uh, I think we're going to have to invent a way for Georgia to miss it in order for them to win, but we'll, figure, we'll kind of figure it out as we go. Um, but that's, I think, coming into the year, worthy playoff team, worthy national title contender, just like there are no bets with that because the market expects the same thing. Uh, you mentioned uh, Jim Harbaugh, this win total this year being the highest it's been since he's been at Michigan. And I was thinking, like, this is like his ninth year at Michigan. Like, definitely cash the over, like, when he first took the job of how many years will Jim Harbaugh be at Michigan before he goes back to the NFL? 2023, and Jim Harbaugh still in Ann Arbor. That is the Michigan Wolverines. Ken, let's go um, stay in the same state, and we'll go to Mel Tucker in Michigan State and Sparty. Uh, win total for Sparty this year, five. Um, over, minus 135. Under, plus 115 for Michigan State. Man, I would love to play like a bounce back here, but I don't. I think this coach is miserable. <laughs> he's being paid about nine hundred billion dollars, <laughs> and he's really so rich. Had, and they they have had two of the most Jekyll and Hyde seasons you could possibly imagine. So they have a really bad COVID year, which is kind of whatever. A lot of teams had a really bad COVID season for a lot of different reasons. And in twenty twenty one, they were probably the team that outperformed expectations the most among every single team in college football their win total was five juiced under and they won 10 games in the regular season outrageous uh then the next year their win total uh, you win 10 games you outperform by five what do you think is going to happen your win total the next year seven and a half that was last season so two and a half win increase we talk about this sometimes when the expectation becomes okay like now now this is what you are and it's actually there was some smoke and mirrors and some luck involved in your performance you fail to meet those expectations a lot of time that happened they won five games they went way under and now I feel like we're almost in like a like a hands like I don't so what are you supposed to be what are you we've had two completely different looking seasons the year before that was a global pandemic those are the three years we have uh, I took a crack at a power rating for them and simulated it and like I, I got five point six like I'm pretty close to the market on this I, I just they have a series of games that depending on how good Michigan State is like some of the D'Antonio years which were awesome okay like some of these games are going to be in play for you are they in play for them like they for example. Like they host Penn State in the last game of the year. That game is in play a lot of the time. Like that's like historically for Michigan State, that game is in play a lot of the time. I make Penn State 14 and a half. Okay, like Penn State can be worse. Michigan State, it just, 
all these games where you're like, well, it's Michigan State, like they can be in that game and they can be in that, like they go to Ohio State instead of like sometimes, but not a lot. It's like never. They host Michigan. That game has been crazy historically. Sometimes this year, never. They host Washington, who thinks they might make the playoff this year. I make Washington more than a touchdown in that game. Like, I just, I don't know what to make of this team. I, I, I think I come in close to the market. I'd love to believe that five and a half is too low for them. Program history it is. I don't know about this coach, man. And it's this has been the weirdest two years for a team you can possibly imagine. Over by five versus the win total. Under by two and a half. You know, play 12 games. You know how impossible that is to do? So this year, uh, again, just kind of like a shrug, throw up your hands. Maybe they make a bowl, maybe they don't. I guess I think they're slightly more likely to make one than not. All right, so shrug emoji for Michigan State. Uh, what about Minnesota here? You mentioned them a little earlier, Ken, this hour being like a pretty interesting team this year to try and, to try and rate. Minnesota with a win total of seven. Uh, rode the boat to an over or an under here? Under minus 130, over plus 110 for Minnesota. Every time I read a story about PJ Fleck, I think he's like more of an insane person. I don't even mean that in like a good or a bad way. I just think he's like crazy. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I tell you what he what he does do. Uh, he goes over his win total a whole hell of a lot, and the market never reacts to it for a variety of reasons: schedule, uh, returning production. He's just really good. I mean, just he goes over all the time, and he's because. Uh, lose your starting quarterback, lose your like NFL caliber running back. You lose those guys, we're going to think you're not going to be good again. I'm going to play on the coach here with this schedule. They set up a lot like Illinois, where every game on their schedule with like one exception, two exceptions, really. And it depends on how you rate Michigan this year. Even I brought that game up already. Like, yeah, they draw Michigan and Ohio State. And every other game is either a win or in play for them. And the win total is seven juiced under. And so what you're going to wind up with here is a bunch of toss-up games, a lot of the games in the division, some like the Michigan State game out of the division. You're going to wind up with all these toss-up games. And the story of P.J. Fleck at Minnesota, again, they won 10 games one time. There's kind of like a bowl eligible over 500 pretty good team, is that he wins a bunch of those games. And he's a pretty good coach. And if I'm faced with the exact same set of variables again, and uh, new offensive coordinator he promoted from within for that. It's the same defensive coordinator. They have a returning quarterback who people are excited about, whose name I can never, ever pronounce, who filled in a little bit last year. Um, I'm just going to play on the coach here because the market's not responding to the fact that he's continuously going over. And if the market's going to keep not responding to that, I'm going to keep any of the over. We bet this team to win 10 games last year and bet they're over. Uh, and they went over by a half game. They didn't win 10, but that kind of tells you like, just like, I like to play on PJ Fleck teams, uh, not to be amazing, but just to be good. I think like a reliable good. And the market's going to be seven. I'm going to play over. I think this is a uh, this is a nice Greek boy, Ethan Kaliakmanis, I believe would be yeah. the pronunciation. You can do better name. than me on that. Yeah. Oh, well, I, yes, I am Greek, so I should be able to. Mm. Um, yes. Probably don't have time. Is he, to is he related to your right? NIL uh, uh, brother who was going to take all the money from Maryland or Mississippi State? What was that guy's name? Talia Costos. Italia, Italia Costos is good friends with uh, <laughs> yeah, Ethan Yeah, they go way back, right? Yeah. Well, actually, Cousins? I met up with them on the uh, the beaches of Santorini a couple months ago. Yes, it was great. Course. I was actually the one offering them the money. That's not true. I don't have that kind of money. The picks get around. Uh, yeah. On the other side, <laughs> wouldn't be wouldn't be much of a contest to be there. Uh, we'll hit other schools in the Big Ten. We'll get to Northwestern, Ohio State, but we'll start. Does Matt rule for Nebraska this season? We'll tell you next. <laughs> 